Hey Gritty friends, so happy you are here. Welcome to episode 16. For the last two weeks we have spoken about point, which is getting clear on your goal and prioritizing, breaking down into micro goals and putting them in order of importance. And now we're moving on to plan. And this is where honestly the sausage is made my friends. We are going to chat about what needs to go into the plan and its importance. If you've been following along with us, you should have your goal and your micro goals organized. Now we're going to do the work on taking that first micro goal and working it into a magical plan. Hopefully by this point, your big dream doesn't seem as big, but still has so much and may still be overwhelming at where to go. If you're still feeling overwhelmed at or not sure where to start, hang in with me and we will make sure you get huge progress today. So before we move on to the juicy good stuff, we have a review to read. This one comes from Sasha Star 4. Absolutely love the refining sandpaper approach Erica takes in this podcast. Truly, it's what so many of us need. The tips and encouragement that she shares to help shift your life are incredible. Thank you, Sasha. I am happy to read that you love the rough approach to hearing what we don't always want to hear. It's tough, but sometimes we just need someone to say no or not now or even maybe later. That's not your focus right now. That part's the accountability matched with some grit to handle the help. Now, if you have a topic that you would like to hear about, connect with me. All my social links and email are in the show notes. I answer every message and email personally, so reach out. Let me know your questions. Also, if you haven't had a chance to leave a review and have found this podcast to help you in some way, let others know by leaving a review. If you're an Apple listener, just scroll to the bottom of the episode and click on write a review, and I'll feature you on the next episode. This is the best way to get the message to others who need to hear it. So who's ready to get this party started? Because I'm ready. And if you're ready, buckle up, sit back, and let's get gritty. Hey friends, welcome to The Gritty Coach. If you're feeling overwhelmed, unfocused, or even stuck in your business, don't worry. I completely know where you're coming from and I've been there before, but now you want to get some clarity, a plan, and you're ready to take your business to the next level, then you are in the right place. My name's Erica and I'm the Gritty Coach. Just a little about me, I'm a veteran, a wife, a boy mom, a twin mom, and a fur mom. And after 20 years in the Navy and my unique life experiences, I am here to help you smooth and polish your business practices through what I like to call Gritty Love. So if you think you're tough enough, sit back, buckle up, and let's get gritty. Okay, let's think of taking a trip. You are going to Alaska and you've never driven before. We're actually going to drive to Alaska. So now you have your goal. That's what we're going to do. Next, you're going to look at the globe and say, yeah, I'm just going to head north and get my car and go. No, that just would not work. So what we have to do is we are going to take and use all of our travel apps to show us the path, mapping out food, hotels, and gas. We know it will take us a long time, so we need to stop for the night, but where? See, this is the plan. It is all in the details. So I wanted to share a little story going on with us right now. We have decided to move out of California and we are moving back. Well, I shouldn't say back. I am. It, for me, it's back to Texas, but we are moving to Texas during the summer. I know the hottest part of the year, but we have this goal. 
Brooke and I haven't moved in 16 years. We had literally lived in this house 16 years. We've never moved with three children. I think Hayden was 18 months when we moved uh, into this house and we didn't even have the twins yet. So again, we've never moved with kids and we've never moved with a lot of animals. So also we've never sold a house before. So the initial thought of moving has been freaking me out and it's been overwhelming. We had no idea where to start. I knew pieces that needed that needed to get done, but definitely not which order and what was most important. This was swirling in my head for the last, like the initial two months. And then I finally spoke up and was like, I need to talk to somebody and figure out what we're supposed to do and what timeline we need to be on, right? Because without a timeline, I have no idea how we're going to get out this summer, when to sell, how to get ready, like literally have no idea what to do. It's mind blowing, right? And it sounds so overwhelming, but I know that it's our goal. So finally, I spoke to a friend who is now actually our realtor and oh my goodness, she helped us create the plan and that just helped me so much. She broke it down into micro goals and gave us timelines to work backward from. And it was like instant relief. And if you don't know this about me, I hate procrastination. I can't do it. I just, I don't like the pressure when I knew I had time to prepare. I mean, I can do it, but I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to enjoy it. And I, the biggest part is, you know, as a mom, the idea of having to take a whole day to do one task because we procrastinated, it actually won't happen. Like I will start and then the kids will need something. Brooke will need something from me. And now I, I will wind up two times more stressed because I've started multitasking and I'm never going to get it done. So for me, I'm like, I'd rather, you know, box two boxes every single night until we get it done or five boxes every single night until we get it done. Just little bits so we can still live our lives. And then I'm not going to kill myself nor my back because my back's not going to be able to take it. It's a little bionic right now. I can spread load that and that works much better for me. Not everybody works great like that. Some people love the pressure of procrastination. And so wait until that last minute, they perform so well under pressure. I think ER doctors fall underneath that. Surgeons probably fall underneath that. There's like these set amount of people that like love the pressure and really, really do well. So I'm a planner. Now I know I can't plan everything. I'm, I am realistic, but the house goes on the market on the 19th. And this means we just really had to work backwards. And then on the 14th, we're supposed to be having photos of the house. And then we have to have contractors for painting and flooring beginning of May. That's like next week. And we've begun purging our house ever since, like prior to that. So it has been this really big task. But once I knew where I had to start working backwards, I actually felt so much better about it. I was clear. It didn't seem to be, as, I mean, it was still stressful, but it wasn't the same stress of spinning around in a circle and going, I don't know where I'm supposed to start people. You know, I even started to struggle with where to start purging. I mean, seriously, I would start and then not see any movement, get frustrated, try again, and then I still wouldn't see much. We've even had four dumpsters to empty stuff out because it wasn't cost effective to move these items, right? Like it's, it costs an arm and a leg to get out of here and, and actually travel across state lines with all your stuff. I was quite surprised at how much that cost. But I guess in 16 years, I guess there's some something called inflation. <laughs> and that really took hold. We decided we were just going to purge as much as we could, but uh, like where to start. And then I finally spoke to one of my um, friends who's a coach. She coaches me 
and Monique really helped me. And she, what she did, she was like, stop pulling stuff. I, I literally, that day I talked to her, I randomly, randomly decided to clear out a medicine cabinet and then the cups in the cabinet, right? Like, cause everybody knows you got like a bazillion cups, like all the plastic cups and all the, you know, glass, glass cups and you know, everything else that winds all the straws that don't match things. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Like I'm, I can't be the only one that has this problem. So I literally got crawled on top of the counter because I can't reach the very top shelf. It's just, you know, three feet taller than me. And so I climbed up on there and literally started pulling everything out and like a bag and a half of trash later, I thought I would feel so much better. And then I closed the cabinets and I'm like, crap, I don't think that did anything. <laughs> it made no dis, no, I'm saying distance. It made no effort. Like it made no significant difference in actually preparing for a staging, right? Cause that's what we're trying to do is purge down to where we can stage the house and get it ready. Honestly, really, and you know, unless I, we did something huge, like we're not going to see any movement. So I kept packing boxes of stuff in closets and everything else. And Monique is like, stop doing that. Why are you doing that? Like nobody's going to be looking in these places. You need to just start purging in places that people are going to see. So take your personal pictures off the wall, take out furniture, take out tchotchkes as we like to call them, knickknacks on, on, you know, shelves and stuff like that. That's where you need to start. And it's that stuff. She And she was like, literally move it into the next room. She goes, I don't even care. Move it into the front yard. You'll have to deal with it so people don't steal it. And I was like, that's such a good idea. <laughs> so I felt so much better. And then what we did was we decided to hold each other accountable. And I started sending her pictures of our space, like after we started cleaning it. And I'm like, I'm finally making progress. Thank goodness. That really helped me just kind of, you know, getting somebody else's outside perspective and you know, I, I have a harder time seeing within my own perspective sometimes, but when somebody comes and says, Hey, you're, you know, stop doing that. Sometimes we just need to hear no at some point or another. I mean, everybody has to hear it. We have to hear no. Sometimes, you know, there are many times that I can actually determine that for myself and just be like, no, you need to stop and be able to do it. But when something is so overwhelming and daunting, like moving, it is very, it was very hard for me to go, okay, this is exactly where I need to start. Just give me just enough inkling to know, you know, this is where you would, should start. And then I can run with it. And it was no problem. So I went around the house and I was like, okay, I know what to do staging. And so Brooke and I eventually agreed to get some portable storage because we definitely couldn't fit it all between our garage and everything that was in there. Really, it's like Christmas and Halloween. I think that was the only thing in our, our garage because we love both holidays and we decorate so incredibly much. So we um, did get some storage finally and uh, off it went and we got everything in there. And then our driveway is ours now and everything is, you know, purged into the garage and it looks so much better and I can finally start to see a difference. Now there is still stuff everywhere. And yeah, those are all the small things that you can't figure out what to do until there's like a box and you just randomly start shoving things in or you just decide, yeah, I'm ditching it. So I've been really excited to take pictures all along the way to sort of document all this, not just send it to Monique so that she can um, cheer me on, but really sort of just documenting like this is this is insane and, and you're not alone. If you decide to move or you're making a big shift in your life, there is time that we really need some help and it's okay. You're not alone. And I'd rather like share it with you and say, here's my house that looks like a big old 
poop show and <laughs> and don't worry it's going to get better and continue to show you how it grows or doesn't grow how it diminishes in this case um, just from doing the work and focusing where you actually need to focus so if you want to check it out it's all in the Facebook community, which is down in the show notes. So you go down to success without sacrifice is the name of the group and check it out and, you know, jump on in water's warm. So honestly, so much of our lives are worked through plans and tasks all day. Now, some of them we do, you know, without writing them down, especially if you have like top three prioritized and you say, okay, I need to go to the store. I need to go to the, um, pick up the kids and I need to do some laundry. You may not need to write all those down. Right. But there's still a plan in place. So even if the plan isn't planned to the hour, in fact, I will tell you, I do not like to conform to the time. So uh, when I first started getting into strategic calendars and I looked at it and it was all this time, right? It had a day of the week and then it was, you know, 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. You plug in when you want to do these activities. They're usually like very repetitive activities. However, comma, they can be non-repetitive and you just say, hey, I'm working on this during this time and off you go. Well, I would never get there. Something would happen inevitably. Either I didn't wake up on time or kid needed me or animal needed me or I had to go do something. And then what did I do? I completely did not. I was thrown off schedule and I didn't do any of it. And that really bothered me. It didn't feel like I was succeeding. And so I just stopped with the strategic calendar. I was like, mm, I'm done. I just can't seem to every day, I have this whole calendar, I write it all down, I even printed it out because I like a printed form more than I like a typed on the computer. I, I would rather have it printed in front of me and carry it with me. I even printed it out and I still couldn't keep on time. So what I decided to do, and I will tell you that my, my phone still has seven to nine content planning and I still ignore it every single every single day. I probably just need to take that off my calendar because I'm never paying attention to that. So the hard appointments are the ones that I know that I actually have to stick to. And I do stick to those. They are on my phone. They're on my calendar. Those are the hard appointments. I have to go to the doctor. Kids have to go to the dentist, whatever. Hard appointments, definitely on the phone, definitely planned. And then the rest of the day, I just write down the tasks that I need to get done. These are my priorities. These are what I need to do. I have to do these today. These could slide if they have to. And that is where the planning really comes in. And I don't stick to a conformed time. Now, I'm also retired at home. So I have more time in my day. And I, I, I know when I was still active duty, I was planned all day down to a calendar. And maybe that's why I'm not a time person at this point, other than hard times. I don't want to conform to that anymore. I did that. I did that all the time. Be there at 630 in the morning. And if you're on time, you're late. So be there at 615. Uh, you need to do this at 730. Meeting at 8. Go here at 9. Do this at 1030. This has to be at 11. You can only go to lunch from 12 to 1. Maybe. And, then I, and that totally might have something to do with it. And I just don't ever put that all together that I was so regimented for so long that now I'm like the anti-regimented. It's whatever works for you. And I think that this particular way of doing what I call the anti-calendar is really working for me. So I have my hard things that I have to do the hard times, you know, right? Like I can't get over these, but then I just 
Everything else is like my anti-calendar. These are the everything I have to get done. Now I'm beta testing a version of it and I'm going to have both like a, a, a calendar that has times and a calendar that doesn't so that if you ever decide that you wanted to try one versus the other, you could try them both and see how you like it. I love this anti-calendar. It just targets the tasks that you have to do during the week. You can even use it for the weekend because I do have it through the weekend. There are some of us that love to work on the weekends and I'm beta testing this calendar. And if you want to help me beta test and I'm doing it with a few of my clients, just go into the show notes and click on the link and in the beta testing, it's totally free. I would love just feedback on it on what you think. Think of it like market research on how to make it better and, and keep going. So I would love feedback on that. If that's something you're interested in, you can also shoot me an email and just say anti-calendar and I will know exactly what you're wanting to do. Now let's get back to the planning, planning. We take the number one micro goal. This is what we were talking about before. We take from last week, we had the micro goals. So you take the top micro goal from last week and we are going to now create the plan from that. Now you're going to need paper or Word doc, your pick or flavor, right? You're going to write out every task needed for this micro goal. It's like a brain dump. Don't worry about putting it in order, none of that. The goal is to just, as it hits your head, you throw it on paper or type it out. This way it all gets out of your head. And even though you may be doing that all right now, there may be something that hits you a little later, totally fine. Because in the moment, we're just trying to filter all the data that's sitting in our head and we have to run through it. And then as our brain starts to let all of that go, it starts to open up to all the other things that it needs to do and the thoughts. And sometimes those thoughts bring on more tasks that need to get done in order to be able to do this. And that's okay. Add it. If we're looking just at the micro goal alone, if I'm thinking about garage sale that was happening, a garage sale still sounds like so much needs to be done. That's one piece of this move, right? You can't just raise the wand or tap your heels and say, make the garage sale. Um, the tasks you really have to do are, you know, load up the garage full of the items to be sold, advertise in local Facebook groups, create signs, organize the items, lay out in the garage the night before, add prices, pick up petty cash to make sure you can make change. Very important and put out the signs the next day or the week prior, whatever you want to do. List of supplies you might need for the sale. Pick up the supplies. So, okay, you get my drift, right? That's a lot for one micro goal, but each one of those tasks are easy to complete. I still need to prioritize them again, but if I have a list of the supplies, then I can go knock out picking them up. Next, I can make the signs and then we can put the signs out. That was four of the items on that task list. And they were all very simple. They didn't require an extra step. I didn't have to do two things to make one of those little tasks go away. No, I, I cleared them down to the simplest form. And that makes me feel productive because now I've marked off four things, small wins. And I know which order and guess what? I have, to, I have a place to start now. Number one, brain dump the tasks. If you have multiple items that still are needed, then you need to break that task down even further. So if I just put on my list to uh, make the signs, that still needs me to pick up the supplies. It still needs me to put them out, right? Or maybe I just put out, I say, I want to put out the signs. Well, that means I need to go pick up the supplies. I need to make the signs and then I need to go put them out. That's three steps. Well, I should have each one of those steps labeled out, right? I, I need to brain, brain dump those. Now prioritize them and set a timeline for those tasks. Now I created my timeline the week prior to our garage sale. So I sort of already had an idea and labeled and got everything done. And I set myself a timeline for each one of those tasks. I couldn't, I couldn't push them off too far. 
So remember that you, you may not necessarily be able to push these tasks off too far, which is the purpose of doing these little micro goals. The point is to get to them faster and get them done. I had a week to get all this stuff done. Totally fine. Totally fine. We did it. Garage sales done and did very well. That is what I really love about doing breaking these goals down into these micro goals and then keep going. Now that I have a garage sale done, that's one more micro goal that's off my list to moving. It's done. The next one is to have these people come pick up all the crap that didn't sell. <laughs> and that's already scheduled. The fantastic thing is that's already scheduled. I was like, no, we need to have several. When I went in and decided we needed, um, Viet, you know, AMVETs, Vietnam vets to come and pick everything up. I was like, I'm, I know this is going to come up quite a bit. So I scheduled one for every month between now and the time we leave. If you're doing them and you know, recognize something that's going to be needed to be done again, scheduling it, if you're already in the one schedule, scheduling it again is probably a very smart idea. We did dumpsters, love getting dumpsters from the city. If you don't get a dumpster once a year, you should. You collect so much crap, you'd be surprised at how much stuff you either throw in the backyard in a corner, you stuff it in a shed, you put it in the garage and you say, okay, I'm gonna get rid of it when I can because they can't fit all in your trash cans. I'm telling you, a dumpster once a year, I probably, we probably would have had 16 dumpsters had we not done that every single year. And literally it would be stuff projects that we had worked around the house and we had spare wood and we didn't want to use it anymore or whatever had been outside. That was the place to dump it. We were going to do a big backyard project. We needed a place to put dirt um, and all the potting soil or rocks or whatever. When we laid in, we um, did all of our own turf in the backyard. So we had to have a place to put all that dirt. Like I'm telling you, just call the city, whoever does your trash and ask them to rent a dumpster. And they would like ours drops it off one day. We get it for seven days and then they come pick it up. <laughs> it's fantastic. Sorry, that was, that was a squirrel, but it was a good squirrel. So here's your homework. If you've been following along so far, I ask that you take the number one micro goal and create the plan. If you aren't planning out your biggest dream ever yet, that's okay. Practice on a smaller goal. That one ends sooner and one that will show you wins more quickly and provide the satisfaction of knowing you did it. You stuck to it and you're ready to do it again. It will make it easier because you felt good about doing those goals and felt good succeeding. And if you're sure, still unsure of the micro goal planning and prioritizing, let me help you get unstuck. We can schedule a 30 minute unstuck session and put you back in the HOV lane <laughs> so you can just start hustling. Um, you can find the link down in the show notes for 30 minute get unstuck session. You know, you can even email or direct message me. I answer everything. So don't feel bashful. It's just us. And this week, Thursday at 6 p.m. Central, I will host a live coaching covering exactly this topic again. And we are continuing with my friend Lucretia and we will be doing that hot seat coaching, coaching, coaching. You can see this live and in action. So jump into the Facebook community and come check it out. I hope you all have a great week. If you don't want to miss an episode, be sure to follow. And you can also sign up for insider alerts to upcoming episodes, workshops, and bonus features. The sign up link is also in the show notes. And if this episode was like perfect for you, take a picture of the episode and share to your social media stories and tag me. I would love to tag and feature you in my stories too. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, keep staying gritty. Hey, 
friend, before you go, I would love to read your takeaways from this episode. I would be so blessed and grateful if you had a few moments to share your thoughts in a review. So just hop on over to Apple Podcasts, scroll below the episodes, and click on the purple write a review. Now, if this episode inspired you today to make a change, share it on your Instagram or your Facebook stories and tag me at The Gritty Coach. I would love to tag you back in my stories. Just remember to never give up. You never fail. You just learned a way how not to do something. So try again. I believe in you. And until we meet again, keep up the grit. Oh,